Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode. Hope everyone is having a fantastic Christmas week. I hope that you are not losing sight of what this Christmas season is all about and you're getting the last minute things that you need to get done with a peaceful heart and grateful heart and no ruckus and chaos going on. Uh, And I am praying against anxiety and negativity or anything that is going to ruin what this season is about for you and your family. Um, So going through the book of Luke, that's what we've been doing for this month. Um, It has been absolutely amazing. I love that this year I have really dug in. I have really got extra notes and did some verse mapping. And um, I love how the Spirit has showed other things to me. Even though these are particular stories that we've heard before, um, it's so different whenever you completely surrender everything and remove distractions and you just put all your energy into the text and just really visualizing the moments leading up to the death of Christ. And even though, like I said, we've heard this all before, it's a different aspect and different perspective whenever you went through it before and you know what to expect. But then when the spirit throws you a curveball and shows you something else, I absolutely love it. It's incredible. Um, I have been emotional this month. So reading certain certain things, it has given me a new perspective. Uh, Luke 22 is kind of where I'm going to be at today. Um, This particular chapter has a lot, a lot of good stuff. It is one of the longer chapters, but I love that, you know, right there in verse 39, it goes right into Jesus going up to pray and praying that his disciples do not fall in temptation. Man, I feel like that's a prayer for all of us that we need to pray for against temptation, especially with going into the new year. Um, that is one of my thing. I don't want to be tempted by anything that is going to hold me back. That is going to keep me anchored into something that I don't need to be anchored into. And I love that throughout scripture, so many times Jesus went off alone to pray. And I think that's so important for us. I know that I was, um, I have been praying on what I'm going to fast at the beginning of the year. I would love to do social media, but with the podcast, it is a little bit harder, but I think I'm going to limit my time on social media. So it'd be a little bit different, but, um, that is a huge thing that takes a lot of my time and, it, and it's nothing bad or anything because I use it for good. Uh, but I do spend a lot of time on it. And I think, that that is something that I'm going to definitely strive on. So if you are going, if you normally fast in the beginning of the year, just to get, you know, ready for whatever the year is going to prepare, start praying on that now. Start asking God to reveal to you what you need to give up, what you need to let go. Um, I know food is another thing. There are certain foods that I'm trying to eliminate out of my diet. And so I think changing that for the fast in the beginning of the year is also going to be something that I'm going to do. I'm going to take a lot of time to get in isolation. And I mean that in like a positive isolation way that I'm going to take a lot of time this month for me and my family. I'm going to not be 
oh my gosh, I, we have to do this, 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 and this, and this. And I really want to start my year off like that because that is a goal for next year is I don't want to be that person that has something to do every single weekend or every single day of the week or things like that. I want to be able to have time for my family to sit and decompress for the week and things going on and be able to get in the word um, individually as well as together. But here in, uh, like I said, in verse 39, Jesus is praying that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about the stones thrown beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing to take this cup from me, yet not my will but yours be done. So many times we pray that that whenever we're when we think we need something or we need, you know, guidance or direction or whatever, um, we say, Lord, this is what I'm asking, but it's not our will; it's Your will be done, which is absolutely true. That we can want all of these things, but if it is not in God's will and it's not in His intentions for our life, then it's not going to happen. But on the flip side of that, when there are things that are supposed to happen, it will happen, but it will be in his time, in his will, in his way. And a lot of times we can't, we don't like to grasp that. We like to try to take things into our own hands, which is a big no-no, because the point of praying and giving things over to him and asking him for direction is inviting him into that moment and and allowing him to lead that direction or whatever the situation is. Um, verses 47 already talks about the betrayal of Jesus and how he was arrested. And it is crazy to me that Judas is the one who obviously betrayed Jesus, but, um, Peter did it too. Peter denied him. And for just to quickly go back, Judas was sitting at the table when Jesus was saying that, you know, that his time was near basically trying to prepare them and that someone was going to betray him and someone was going to deny him. Obviously, they probably all looked around each other looking confused because they were probably like, Psh, that ain't me. That ain't me. Who is it? Who is it? Like, da, 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 da. I can only imagine the, the stares and, and everything in that moment. But Judas was the one who betrayed Jesus. He's the one who turned him in and, um, it was all because of some money just to make a couple bucks he turned his friend in but and his friend being the one who is going eventually as we read that is going to be crucified and is going to be tortured and and just slain in front of everyone and it's crazy but here it is you read um i'm sorry Verse 47 says, while he was still speaking, crowd came up. Man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss them. But Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers saw this, what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck a servant on high priest, cutting off his right ear. So funny. So our pastor, every time he he tells this story he literally puts a visualize that one of the disciples came out and flung his sword and he goes and his his uh ear falls to the ground and it's like jesus picks it up blows it off and puts it back on it's so funny uh i I, and that's just a side note and it's just so funny to visualize that but 
I mean, I don't know if that's how it happened. We don't know. But anyway, <laughs> but Jesus says no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and he healed him. So many times we've seen through Luke the miraculous miracles that Jesus performed through healing, uh, through raising people from the dead. And it's just absolutely amazing to try to wrap your head around it. That one person was able to do that. And it was through his faith and it was through what God placed upon his life. But then Jesus answers no more of this. And then going into verse 53, it says every day I was with you in the temple courts and you did not lay a hand on me, but this is your hour when darkness reigns. So there are people in your lives that are Judas's. And I say that with a the best intentions. There are people sitting at your table, quote unquote, right now that are not in your corner, that don't have your back and that are or have betrayed you. And you might know that, you may not know that. So you have to be careful who you allow to sit at your table, who who you allow in your circle. And that's an unfortunate situation, but it happens. We're all human. I mean, I have unfortunately been guilty of it in the past, but I have learned by being hurt and being betrayed and being broken that I can't act like that. That's not God's will over my life. And it took me a long time to be able to get to a point to be able to sit at the table with other Judases, with Judases who people I knew who didn't have my back, who don't you know, completely support me in everything that I do. And, and that's unfortunate, but the Jesus in me, and the same thing goes for you, is to love them anyway. Forgive them and love them anyway. You don't have to allow them into your life. You don't have to allow them into your home, into your safe space. But it is our job as believers to be the best version of Jesus. And we do that by forgiving others and moving on. And yes, words hurt, words suck. But sometimes we have to just pray and leave it alone and give it to God. We have to allow him to open that moment of apology. And sometimes you have to be the bigger person and you have to apologize. But then there are some times where you you don't have to apologize. And I, I mean, I mean that and not to offend anyone, but you have to, you do have to forgive that person. And and I encourage you that if you're struggling with something that someone has said to you or done to you this year, I encourage you to get into prayer, give it to God and forgive that person before the year is up so that you can start 2022 with a clean slate, a pure heart, and just no bitterness going into the new year. Um, Verses... I'm so sorry. Going into verse 54, it talks about when Peter denied Jesus. So here he is in the crowd and they are asking, does anyone know this man talking about Jesus? Well, people look around and they see Peter and they start telling him, oh, we've seen him. We've seen him hanging around this man. He knows him. He's a friend with him. And Peter goes, no, I don't know him. Man, has there ever been a time in your life that you've denied Christ? And I don't mean that to convict you. I'm just saying, like, has there ever been a time that you maybe, maybe you're like, you were like me. Like when I became a believer at first, it was also new to me. So 
yes, I love Jesus. Yes, I gave my life to him, but I didn't know how to take people's reaction, you know, putting that out there at first. Um, I was still trying to change my old ways, so I didn't want to seem like a hypocrite. I know that's probably what I looked like and people saw of me for a while, but it I had to fully grasp everything. I had to fully let go of everything and just understand I can only live one way and that's his way. And that's the same thing for you. And that's so hard to process, I know. And again, this is not to convict anybody, um, but we are all human. We all go through things. But to deny Jesus, I couldn't imagine what Peter felt like in that moment, look, looking at him through the eyes, knowing everything that they have been through up until this point. And someone who is, you know, the one that was your teacher, the one who is your friend, and you betrayed them in that moment. It's just as bad as Judas, in my opinion. To deny him and say, I don't know of him. I mean, that's crazy. And I think it's funny because a couple weeks ago, I had read this story with my niece and nephew. And I had told them that Jesus tells him, you know, before the roaster crows, uh, he that Peter will disown him three times because that's what scripture says. And I remember that we were out. And it's so funny. I just a side note because I squirreled. That's what happens. But I remember us walking outside shortly later that afternoon and the birds were squawking or whatever you call it and my nephew goes oh my god oh my god it's the the bird is crowing the bird and he didn't know that it wasn't a crow but he was like the bird is crowing and I was like um I was so lost and he's like I love Jesus I love Jesus and it was so funny in that moment I was like and then I connected the dots and it was just really funny and I love that story and I can't wait to tell him whenever he's older but um it is our job as disciples to stand up for Christ and to say, yes, I follow him. Yes, I know him. Yes, I love him. And even though Judas betrayed Jesus and even though Peter denied him and so many people hurt him and, you know, slandered him and tortured him and spit on him up until his last breath, Jesus still forgave all of them. He still loved them all unconditionally. He says, I believe it is in Luke 23. Um, yes, it's Luke 23 verse 34. It says, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. He says this while he is hanging on the cross, being tortured and, and being spit on and being um, just mocked. He's just asking God to forgive them. That is huge. If Jesus can do that, going through all of the things that he went through, then we can do that. We can ask God to forgive those who have hurt us, who have persecuted us, who have said things to us that hinder our spirit and break, you know, break us. We can ask God to forgive them. And he does. And he will. And we do. We need to do the same. And I just hope that going into the next few days, uh, in the last few days of December, that you think about the things that Jesus went through. You think about not only the awful things that he went through, but the good things, all the miracles he did, all the all the people that he healed, uh, that he, he taught. He was such an amazing teacher. 
um, and just all the amazing things because of what he did, why we are able to do what we do right now in this moment. I'm able to do this podcast because this is a purpose that was placed on my life, but I wouldn't be able to do it had Jesus not went through the suffering through the crucifixion. I encourage you, if you have not really dug into Luke, go ahead and go back and start it again. You don't have to do it just in December. You don't have to do it every single day. You can split it up if you're doing other devotionals or whatever you're doing. But I encourage you to truly go in and dedicate your time to reading the book of Luke. It's absolutely beautiful. It's absolutely it is emotional. You will cry. You will take a step back. And there will be some times that you're reading that you're like, man, this is this is wild. I can't believe, you know, believe that he went through, but through all this, but you know, through everything that he went through on his time here on earth, I'm sure there was many times too that he wanted to give up, but in his spirit, he knew the ending. He knew what he was doing. He knew that what he was doing was going to change all of us. Jesus coming to this earth in human form, just like you and me do going through the same emotions that we go through he felt pain, he felt suffering, he felt love, he, empathy, victories, and sacrifice. I'm so grateful that he's my friend and that he went through all of that with you, with us, for us. And I'm so grateful for that. So get in some quiet time today. Get into some time before all the Christmas chaos happens and family comes over, pray over your household. If you have people coming over, pray over your household for if they don't know Christ, I pray that whenever they leave your household or leave your presence, that they know him some way or another, whether it's by your actions or by your words. Um, Unfortunately, this Christmas, you will have some Judases sitting at your table, but you have to love them anyway. And I know that's hard, but you can do it. I um, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I know it was shorter than normal. I am excited about the new year. I don't know specifically what direction God is moving me in, but it's going to be good. I do have an upcoming episode of uh, a special guest, uh, one that means so much to me that has supported me through everything that I have been through as well as I have supported them So keep a watch on that and there will be some huge news coming soon and I am so excited to share that. It is so hard not to put it out there and share with you guys already but as always be blessed and stay focused.